0: Vanessa Lee is the founder of The Things We Do, a top injector, and a trusted authority in the world of beauty and skincare. Now, she's hosting a podcast. Join her as she covers all the things we do for beauty, best kept secrets and weird shit included.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to episode 6, Going to Therapy Made Me More Successful. I'm in the studio with our show producer Katrina Hanairo Hi. and we're gonna get to it. I started telling people that I started a podcast and I felt like the general response was people's eyes popping out of their brains like no because your eyeballs aren't in your brain <laughs> <laughs> popping out of their heads like what that's amazing and then concerned but do you have time how do you do it? I'm sure questions come to mind like, does she ever see her kids? What does her husband think of all this? And how? How is it being done? Therapy! I'm telling you right now that therapy changed my life, changed my career, and I'm going to tell you the secrets of the therapy session so that you don't have to pay for a therapist and... No, I'm just kidding. Totally keep <laughs> seeing your therapist because you need it. We all need it. But let's get started. Wow. This episode is sponsored by me. I have a beauty bar called The Things We Do in the Arts District of Downtown LA. Come by and book an appointment for any of your beauty and wellness needs. My team and I know how busy life can get. Invest in yourself and make sure to make time for self-care. We have a self-care club that offers exclusive benefits and discounts for our members that you can read about on our website, TheThingsWeDo.co. You can also inquire about appointments and get a feel of what we do through our IG account, thingswedo.co, or simply stroll on by the beauty bar and pick up all of your skincare essentials. Okay, so I do a lot of things, but Katrina also does a lot of things. Katrina, can you walk us through your day?
0: Uh, yeah, so um, this is a weird thing because I wake up at 3.45 a.m. because I teach Chinese children English um, online, and then like, I... Like, that is
1: <laughs> awesome.
0: Thank you. Um, and then but I... But that's an
1: unholy hour.
0: It is. <laughs> 3 it's forty
1: five. Okay,
0: it's because I... Before this summer, I was a teacher, and then I decided to go back to grad school, so Good that's another you. thing. I, like... I wake up in the morning and I do that and then I usually have, I either have to study or I have class, also online, which is nice, Um, and then I sometimes manage my floral design business and, or I record this podcast and edit the podcast, so I mean like, you know, normal stuff.
1: And you're married.
0: I am married, so I do spend time with my husband and my dog.
1: I mean, you do a million things, I feel like. So yeah, but I'm, you
0: also do a million things. Well,
1: we, I mean, there's so many women, there's so many men and women that do all of these things. And I feel like when we spell them all out that way and list them, it sounds impossible. But we're clearly getting things done. Um, and I'd like to share with everyone how we get them done efficiently and how we can do it without losing our minds, right? So for me, it all comes down to two things. Prioritizing and time management.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm only good at one of these things, <laughs> <laughs> naturally. The other I had to go to therapy for and I got a lot better at it. A little background on me is I love a good time. I've always enjoyed spending time with people, loved ones, or strangers. My husband always jokes like when we go to Ikea, he'll I'll Disappear for five minutes and he turns around, and I'm on a bench sitting with like an old Indian guy, (laughs) like, I've been to India once. uh." You know, it's like one of those things. I value experiences more than things. I'm known to leave my phone at home when I'm with my family because when I'm with them, I care about nothing else. And I know what my priorities are my top priority, family and enjoying time with them. My second, creating. Some artists need to paint or make music. I love creating atmospheres. A mood, if you will. (laughs) A big mood. And I've set myself apart in the industry by combining my medical skill set with my love for creating a special space. Other things about me? Remember when the comedian Ali Wong... I I love her. Do you love her?
0: Yeah, I love Ali Wong. I
1: love Ali Wong. (laughs) Ali, call me. (laughs) But do you remember when she was talking, I think it was her first stand-up, she was talking about how she doesn't want to lean in. She wants to lie down. Yeah,
0: same. That's Super super
1: same. That's also me. I want to relax. I'm a dreamer. I often saunter instead of walk. I'm a typical type B creative and admittedly have poor time management skills. Or at least I did. My week goes a little like this. Three to four days out of the week, I see patients and educate or speak at special events. One day out of the week is designated for date night with my husband, Ooh. Mr. Kennelly. One day is for... Why, why did I have to do that is <laughs> It's so...
0: Um,
1: Mr. Sister. That was so weird. One day is for me to do something just for myself. And all the days I try to be with my kids as much as possible, creating memories and moments that will hopefully forever stay in their hearts. But who knows with these little suckers. So I also have hobbies like prospecting. Or metal detecting Wait, for you, you guys said, don't know, <laughs> like
0: metal detecting, like with a like a treasure like
1: hunter, a, like the treasure hunter. Wow. I love to metal detect. I think that my my husband gave me my metal de- detector. I think two two years ago, and it was the first time, besides when he proposed to me, that I've cried <laughs> when he gave me a gift. Because it just meant so much to me. He knew I had been saying forever, like, I really want to start metal detecting. It's like a goal of mine. I want to prospect. I want to show myself at a show. And he got it for me. And I was like, this man understands my (laughs) dreams. So I love metal detecting with the kids. It's really fun. We usually only find bottle caps and like rusty nails, but it's treasure to us. It's, It's awesome. I love it. Um, I love fishing, I love dancing, I love hosting, I have pretty good kids, and my husband and I have a healthy, thriving relationship, but it wasn't always this way. It was a lot of work to get to this point, and I just want to share some of that journey with you. I used to try to work as much as possible. I would work like five, six days a week. I would be at the park with my kids or putting them to sleep. And I would be answering emails on my phone simultaneously or posting on IG because I thought that if I did all of those things, it made me more efficient. Um, I didn't think date night was an absolute must. I thought, hey, my husband and I are sharing a romantic glance every now and then during dinner with the kids. That's enough, right? Eh, (laughs) (laughs) wrong our relationship was suffering because I stopped dating my husband we were always grumpy and I honestly couldn't even stand anything my husband did or said everything he did just annoyed me and just hearing him breathe sometimes would piss me off I would be like you're breathing through your mouth again and it had nothing to do with him poor thing I was just overworking myself and I actually just missed him but couldn't articulate it he was probably like you crazy bitch like I'm just breathing (laughs) I did nothing for myself in terms of self-care other than, you know, my normal bomb ass skin routine. <laughs> I've always done that. But as far as like I wasn't eating well, I didn't have good sleeping habits. I barely even drink water throughout the day, much less treat myself to a good read or anything spiritually or emotionally fulfilling. I started having panic attacks I would be having a great time at a movie with my family and friends and just completely enjoying myself, then all of a sudden – the thought of this life ending and this moment of not having fun anymore with these people watching what I was watching would hit me and I would just freeze and my mortality would become super clear to me and I would worry about life passing me too quickly and it would get to the point where I would have to walk out of movie theaters and just like catch my breath and sit for a while. My husband would know too. It would be at movie theaters, it would be at events, it would be at Like a whole bunch of different things. I would just get this look on my face and I would physically have to cover my mouth with my hand and my husband would be like, yep, she needs a moment and he would like walk me out of the room. Or just before bed, I would mentally review my day and I would just think about a sweet moment in between the kids and I or my husband and I and I would just start to cry and cry and cry, thinking that one day I would be older and die, and time would pass, and all of this life would be done. That I know, and my chest would tighten, and I would ugly cry because of the realization of the duality of life—that it can be so beautiful, but it all comes to an end. And it's just too fucking heavy for me. Like, do you do you think about life like that? Uh,
0: yeah, but I mean, I don't think most people it better do. Than what I, I think. You know everyone has that kind of feeling that you don't want things to end, especially when you're in the moment. But I've never I don't think I've ever experienced it as deeply as you are explaining it right now.
1: Yeah, I've talked to maybe one or two other people who have experienced this or have had the same type of feeling towards life, and it gets super heavy for them, but it's it's really heavy for me, and I've had this way of thinking since I was younger. I think I remember having this first like panic attack or anxiety attack when I was around 12 and it's something where day-to-day I deal with stress very easily and I think I really perform my best under pressure it's like that moment right before you go to sleep when you're thinking about life and you're just by yourself and it just hits you so um For clarity also, I just want to say that I do believe we have souls and I believe in an afterlife, but I just freaking love this life and time just keeps going on and I didn't know how to deal with all of these feelings. This might all sound crazy. But that's what I felt like. I felt like I was losing my mind. And a good friend saw that I was going through something. <laughs> like, she was like, mm, I think you need something. And she recommended that I see a therapist. And she was actually kind enough. I love her dearly. She gifted sessions of therapy to me because wow, she was like, so It's so sweet. But yeah. clearly, I was in a state of like, someone <laughs> was like, Oh shit, Vanessa's <laughs> gonna lose her mind. No. I've gotta do something. So, I go and I don't expect much from therapy um, because, you know, I'm Filipino American and now therapy is very cool and it's more accepted and there's like less of a, you know, social, you know, negative connotation to it. But when I was a lot younger, I mean, my family and I would discuss therapy, and it would be a thing that like white people did, and not yeah, really. It you know, was there was a stigma a with it. People. Yeah. For sure. So, um, I grew up thinking like, nah, I don't need therapy. But I mean, I'm older and wiser. And when a friend gifts you six sessions of free Whoa. therapy, you fucking go.
0: Yeah. That's
1: so <laughs> I'm like, cool. I need this. So I go in. I don't expect much. But this guy has great credentials and he's helped CEOs of major companies like Tesla and Nike and more. And I thought, why not? I'm obviously losing my mind. So let's give this a go. <laughs> what he shared with me changed me. It made me a better business person, it made me a better wife and a mom, and it made me better and happier. When I was all by myself, still, and in my thoughts, and I haven't had an episode of a panic attack since. Knock on wood, I'll probably have one tonight. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. He's equipped me with tools. I know what to do now. He told me that all the great religions in the world focus on one overarching theme, human connection and working towards a greater good and he said that in all of his years of helping people, he knows one thing to be true. The most valuable thing we have in life is our attention and who or what we pay it to. Essentially, who and what are we present for, and what do we give undivided attention to consistently? He gave me some exercises to use throughout the week and taught me how to manage my time better so that my priorities are served with full attention and I can live a fuller life because I'm not split in a million ways when I do things. Instead, I concentrate and give myself fully to whatever it is I choose to pay my attention to and then I move on to the next thing after. This way, there are designated times for certain tasks. My day has been Maria Kondo'd, if you will, and I don't feel so much like precious moments in life are slipping through my hands. You're a Maria Kondo fan, right? I haven't watched. It. Oh, give me a <laughs> Katrina, so give me a break. Everyone <laughs> needs to organize their entire closet and lives like Maria Kondo. She's amazing. <laughs> Watch it on Netflix. Um, so I, I said, okay, after I visited my therapist and had a few sessions with him, a sesh, I sat my husband down and I told him that we need to commit to having date night without the kids. And he was like, damn bitch, finally. No, just kidding. He was like,
0: (laughs) yes, that's what
1: we need. Now we find a sitter. We spend time getting ready. We take our time during a meal without worrying about what kid is choking and why can't they just chew their goddamn food like normal people before they swallow. (laughs) We have adult time. We don't talk about the kids or work. It's a rule. We let each other talk about, you know, where we are in life and where we want to go and we reflect on where we started. We joke around. We laugh and we flirt and it's awesome. Now when I spend time with my kids, they have my full attention. No more putting them to bed and also answering emails. I get to savor every moment and squish their little faces. I breathe them in and I try to memorize every details of certain moments. They are happier and I'm so much more happier for it. I no longer accept new patients because I know what enough is for me. Jenna Kutcher has a podcast called Goal Digger. I love her so much, and I've always listened to her podcast. She's an amazing uh, person for wealth of knowledge and people, uh, women in business, and she goes over this concept specifically about what is enough. It's wonderful how she presents it. I'm not trying to make the most money in the world. I know what it costs to support the life I want to live and I work so that my lifestyle is supported and I stop there. I don't do more. Sure, I could double my income if I work six days a week, but it would take away from my top priority, family time and life experiences. So I have set a boundary and I stick to it and I no longer feel the pressure of doing more and more and more. I know exactly how I want to live my life. And because of that, I get to enjoy things. I love going to new restaurants, traveling. I love metal detecting at the beach. (laughs) I love going to my kids' basketball and soccer games. I love my life now. And it's better because I have a plan of how to live it. So I have specific guidelines. So you can do it all. All of you. You can do it all. Just not all at the same time. Set yourself a calendar weekly and stick to it. Put your phone down, live your life, and figure out what is enough for you. Enjoy your time on this earth because we all know it can be over tomorrow. Concentrate on human connection and this life will give back to you. This is what I know to be true. Just kidding. That's Oprah's sign off. (laughs)
0: Live your best life. from a listener. And the question is, how do people know how many syringes of lip filler they need for a natural result?
1: Mm, That's a great question. Uh, Well, first of all, when we address doing anything in the lips as far as filler goes, usually the lips are the last thing that we address on the face. So I always concentrate on full face rejuvenation, which usually starts around the eyes. And then if there is true um, signs of aging around the lip area, I usually inject the nasolabial folds, the oral commissures, all the surrounding anatomy that is next to the lips, and then I'll do the lips last. And this is because when people usually see signs of aging in the lips, it's not just the lips that are aging, it's all the surrounding tissues and multiple levels of soft tissue and bone that's aging at the same time. So when I finally get to the lips, what I like to do is start off with one syringe, usually, uh, with a specific type of filler. So if somebody is going for a more hydrated, just slightly plumper look with a little bit of definition, I know what kind of tool I'll pull for that. If somebody is going for a much fuller look, they still want natural results, but they want a fuller look definitely than, when they, what, than what they currently have. I will pull a different kind of tool, or maybe I'll do a combination. And what I tell patients is, we should do this in a couple of sessions. So I'll always start off with a specific amount of filler, which is usually the minimum for the maximum result, usually around one syringe. And then I tell patients, tomorrow you are going to swell more than you are right now. When you wake up, you'll be more swollen, and if you like how that looks... Then we'll probably do another session within the next couple of months and layer on top of what you have now, and then we'll probably pump the brakes there. Sometimes, if you wake up with swelling and it scares you, if it scares a patient or makes them nervous, like, oh, this was a little bit fuller than I would like, when the swelling and inflammation of the actual skin injury goes down and you have the supportive filler, then that one session is enough for you. So, I really base it on the day after. Um, but usually, what happens is people will tend to come back for another session if they're building fullness. And that's a more natural way to do it, also, instead of doing as much filler as possible within one session. And then you end up with more than you anticipated. So, um, it depends per person, but that's typically how we discuss things.
0: Cool. Thank you.
1: No problem. Welcome back to our self-care club segment. Katrina, what did you do this week to take care of yourself?
0: Well, it wasn't this week that I bought it, but um, I have been really into my planner lately, um, which really goes along with what you were saying earlier. Um, I think that a cute planner changes how you look at time management. Yeah, totally. um, Because you want to pull it out. You want to like check things off. You want to highlight it. I mean, at least I do. Um, And I think that being able to see how much I accomplish after I've accomplished it. Makes me feel really good. Um, Totally. And it also helps me pay attention to what I'm supposed to be paying attention to because then I know what I'm in for for that day.
1: Right. Another guideline. I don't know what it is with people with being able to keep up with appointments just on their phone. That's amazing. That is a life skill for sure. And you are living in the future if that is you. (laughs) Katrina and I are stuck. In print and paper (laughs) and pens. And I feel like there's really something therapeutic to checking something off your to-do list. It's like amazing. Yeah, it's
0: super satisfying.
1: Super satisfying. I have been cooking this week. And without, uh, well, as much as possible without distractions. But I've been cooking and spending my time cooking making a sauce and I'm drinking I have you know NPR in the background I feel sophisticated and it's been doing I mean I don't cook every single night but a couple of times out of the week more so when it was easier for me just to order I just took my time cooked a meal I ate a little bit later than what I usually the timing that I usually eat at but it was so worth it it was so fulfilling and I felt wonderful and my husband loved the food nice to Katrina Hanairo, our show producer, Faison for our intro song, No Cry, and Ojia, a Japanese restaurant in Chino Hills that is the go-to date night spot for me and my husband. You guys are awesome. Welcome back to our club. Welcome. <laughs> oh my God.